This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better media host or looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO, or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month free. And with that said, enjoy the show. Hello, you numpties. This is the villain, Marty Skell, and you're listening to the Busted Wide Open podcast. (laughs) You're listening to the Busted Wide Open podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, our patron mailbag, episode number 18. My name is Nick Howell. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the show, everybody. And if you would like to ask a question and you're wondering how that gets done, it's really simple. You go over to patreon.com forward slash BWO and sign up for one of our tiers, and that will make you a patron, and that will make you eligible to ask questions on the patron patron mailbag episode, which is right here, right now is what we're doing, and uh, what I've been looking forward to since the last one we did, Nick, because I yes. love doing these. I always like getting fun questions from people that make this show run which is our patrons. I'd like to give a quick shout-out and a thank you to them right now because without you guys, it'd be a lot harder to do this show. It would. It absolutely <laughs> would. Thank you guys for everything oh, that you man. do uh, and, and your contributions every single month. This show, we finally felt like it was important enough uh, last fall for us to make a separate show just for the questions that you guys send in uh, yeah. so that we could you know, give you guys a little bit of little bit of mwah, thank you for everything that you do. We love you guys. Uh, if you guys would like to, if, if you're not a patron yet, you'd like to get on some of that, head over to patreon.com slash BWO and sign up for one of those exclusive reward tiers where you can get access to the ability to ask listener questions for this show that we'll answer live right here on YouTube, uh, as well as copies of the show notes, bonus episodes, Skype calls with both of us, Sweet swag, all kinds of good stuff available over there. Patreon.com slash BWO. And all of the other stuff you can find links to over at BWOpodcast.com. But we're on Facebook. You want to be in the group. You want to be in the Discord. Follow us everywhere you can. But the biggest one is make sure you subscribe to us right here on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open. Even if you only listen to the audio podcast, it still helps us get to that $1,000 subscriber (laughs) mark that we're really trying to get to. And we're about halfway there. So let's do something fun where we can get it there, I don't know, by mania. And maybe we'll cook up something fun for us to do. We're getting there for sure. But Ian, uh, let's not waste much time. Let's get right into the questions. Let's do it. Uh, kicking things off with Brandon says, "Hey guys, what are your top ten matches between superstars, past and present gimmicks you would have liked to have seen? Maybe mine would be WCW's Man of a Thousand and Four Holds versus Le Champion or Surfer Sting mm. versus Crow Sting." I don't know about top ten, but I can just start spitballing them. Uh, yeah, NWO I mean, Hogan. 
NWO Hogan versus you know Hulkamania Hogan. Um, oh, so this is the same superstar, just their different gimmicks is what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the different gimmicks they may have had. You know, like Dead Man Taker versus Biker Taker. Like, you know, who would win? Obviously, Dead Man Taker because Biker Taker sucks. I said it. Um, a triple threat between the three faces of Foley. Oh, oh, God, that would be good. Mankind be versus of, Cactus Jack versus Dude versus Love. Versus Dude Love, yeah. Oh! <laughs> Give it to me! Uh... Uh, let's see what other uh, what other great like multiple gimmicks. Um, I'd love to see, I'd love to watch Kane squash Isaac Yankum DDS. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, <laughs> um, what I, else? What I'd, else? What I'd else? love to see. He said, "Man of a thousand four holds." I'd love to see. Well, it's it's a little similar though. The more I think about it, Y two J versus Les Champion, but it's kind of the same gimmick, isn't it? Um, no, it's different Jerichos. It's it's cocky WCW young Jericho versus like salty old bastard Jericho. Hmm. I'd be down to see that. You know, you, you yeah, or or like uh, okay. So let me continue to think of some uh, Ricochet versus Prince Puma. <laughs> wow. Um Naito uh Ingobernable Naito versus Stardust Genius would be a cool one. Uh <laughs> My gears are turning. You're just oh, you're, yeah? you're getting to them faster than me. I, I didn't look at these. I, had, I kind of take a, make it a point not to look at them until we get to the show because I want the, the responses to be natural. But when we do some of these, it's it kind of stumps me sometimes. Right. You know, it happens to me, too. I just happen to have had a bunch off the top of my head. that, And now I'm slowing down. <laughs> um, Could we do Rocky Maivia versus the People's Champ? Oh, that would be a squash match. Yeah. That'd be a squash match. I mean, I would, I would love to see, um, you know, the most electrifying man in sports entertainment versus the, you know, the sarcastic people's champ coming right out of the uh, nation of domination. You know, like uh, five thousand dollars shirt rock versus just post movie star rock. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Fast and Furious jacked rock versus Rocky right, Maivia. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, that would have, dude, that, that would be oh, interesting. Because that's, that's, that's very similar to like Le Champion versus Man of a Thousand Four Holds, like the older self versus younger self. Um, Pack versus Neville. <laughs> Pack would eat Neville alive. He would. Uh, Sami Zayn versus El Generico. Oh, nice. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of other people who've had major, uh, like major gimmick changes you know where it's as as dramatic as like surfer sting and crow sting where it's like major gimmick changes pentagon jr versus pentagon dark ah uh, that's again that's not About the same I, yeah yeah they're, they're kind of those are kind of the they same they would just like, sierra meet each other and and oh be, that's be, all, be, all be confused it'd be all comedy. all match yeah it'd be nothing but sierra meet <laughs> all match never have a match they just right do like finger signs each other like start the damn match okay we will but first Cero miedo. Oh God, come on! You don't tell me. Get what on to do, with ref. it. Um. Huh. 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 I'm like looking around now. I'm trying to like spark my 
<laughs> Cody versus the American Nightmare versus Stardust. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. There you go. Yeah. No, we, we'll we'll keep brainstorming on this. There's a lot of there's a lot of good ones. That there's could be some fun. good ones. That's a uh, do me a favor, Brandon. Start a thread in the Facebook group. That would be a good rated, one to come up with. Rated R Superstar versus Vampire Edge. Oh, Brood Edge. Yeah, greatest entrance music ever. <laughs> greatest entrance ever. That entrance was for Brood was amazing. Yeah, it was so amazing. God damn. The viscous uh, fluid. Oh. God, fucking uh, uh, Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy versus Broken Matt Hardy. Oh, like two point yes. version, version, yeah. version two point oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Thank you very much, Brandon. That's a good one. Start a thread for us in the Facebook group if you don't mind. And, yeah, or, or sure I will like, uh, because I, those could keep coming. And there's gonna be a lot of people that have way better ones that we can get off the top totally. of our heads. Totally. You know, that's 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 that could go on for a long time. So. <laughs> Uh, next up, Sean uh, asks us, let's say Moxley takes the title at Revolution. Who would each of you like to see him feud with coming out of it? Thanks for being awesome. Thank you, Sean. This is actually, thank you, Sean. Uh, this is actually a good question, largely because this is why I don't think Moxley should win at Revolution, is who the hell does he face after that? Like, he's cha- okay, he's champion. Now what? It's just going to be, I mean, there's no one else but Jericho that could really be coming after him. He's, he's taking care of Pac. Pack, Pac, whatever. Pack. Um, I know. I just keep saying Pac. I keep saying Pac. I want to say Pac, but it, I feel like I have I to say I always say Pac. It is Pack. I just keep saying Pac. I don't. It's <laughs> it's like a weird. It's like t- Champa Champa, Gargano right. Gargano. Right. The just, right way like, to say it is Champa and Gargano, Champa, Gargano, but we always say Champa and Gargano for some reason. I know. Uh, <laughs> it's like we're trying to be cultured over yeah. here. Yeah. Yes, Pac and Gargano. Um, and Champa. I, I I would I wouldn't be mad at at. Uh, Pack getting a, a shot at this. Uh, let's say he but gets no, done but, with. But, let's, well, he gets done with Kenny Omega, and then what's next for him? He's doing something like, and and, and yeah. it's already. He, they would have to build him up, and I don't know if he'd be a credible threat. Like, this is why I don't but, think. But no, my point is, they're the probably going to blow that off too with Omega Pack at, at this next one. So I think Pack might. You've got the history there. You've got a, it. He's. He's a perfect opposite. But you, to then you've got to have Pac beat Moxley, otherwise Pac is permanently damaged against Moxley. He's a guy you can never beat. Yeah, right. So who does Moxley face if he wins the championship? Like it's got to be more inner circle. Like like you know, and that's seems redundant. It seems like why not have inner circle cost Moxley the match, and then he continues to fight upwards against them. Yeah, I, I really like this. Is to me, it seems like you can't put the title on Moxley at this point. I, I uh, agree. Which means you have to, have, as you said on the other show, a schmaz finish. Yep. You've got to have some sort of schmaz or some sort of way that Moxley doesn't win it here. That's what I think. Uh, and keep down. it on Jericho. Also, because there's still so much cachet in having Jericho as your champion, he should be champion for like the first year. Yeah. Like no one should take this belt off of him. He's it the it brand, also gives right? some stability for as you you can figure things out as long as you've got some stability at the top. So inner circle yeah. and Jericho at the top. You got Moxley and the Bucks and Kenny. Packs circling, you know, you've got some stability. You can experiment around that, and right. you can figure out what you want to do next. But if, I agree, keep it on Jericho for the first year. Yeah, at some point it's going to get old, and people are going to be like, "All right, we're sick of Jericho's champ." But you have to like really build up that moment. Yeah, when he finally loses, it, it. makes and it even that much bigger too. When when they yeah, when they finally do. exactly when it finally happens. So I don't think it should, I don't think it should be now. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, Sean. Next up, Jacob asks, what feuds matches would you like to see Killer Cross and Tim Thatcher have in WWE? 
Well, Tim Thatcher is likely going to be a part of Imperium and, you know, everyone that they face, whether it's Undisputed Era or all the guys over in NXT UK. I think, I mean, if you've got Tim Thatcher in NXT, um, you have so many people that he could have matches with. Matt, because some of them, a lot of them, he's had matches with on the indies before. Like, he's had a long career. Yeah. So we're going to see a lot of rematches from his career already. But in NXT, for like a, a, a bigger audience, you know, having him against. Matt Riddle having him face off against Undisputed Era, Timothy Thatcher getting in the ring with Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, and, uh, a match with Kushida. Um, if he comes in and ends up being oppositional to Walter, Timothy Thatcher and Walter would be great. Uh, him and Tyler Bate, who I don't think I don't know if they've ever had a match. That's one I have to check. I don't know if they ever did. Um, you know, there's a lot of talent in NXT that I'd love to see Timothy Thatcher face off with. The main roster, there's less people, but like you know, guys like Aleister Black or Ricochet, Seth Rollins, guys who can work that style uh, would be fun. But also guys like, like guys who are more you know ground and pound MMA style, Samoa Joe, um, and I don't know if they have time to build him up enough. But Brock Lesnar even would be fun. So there's a lot of guys for Timothy Thatcher, Killer Cross. I I don't know if I'm as excited to see matches between him and people more than I am excited to see what they do with him in terms of a gimmick and feuds yep. because um, visually and presentationally, he's a, he's a great guy, but I, I think I need to see more from him in terms of where he would fit. You know, where, is, where is he going to land in WWE? Are they going to strap him? Are they going to rocket strap him? Uh, can he hold up to that kind of uh, pressure and you know, performance? Because that's really going to determine a lot with him. I see him more as a hmm, what's the not as not a celebrity, but like a figurehead, like a like a, 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 a he's 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 more of a character, whereas Timothy Thatcher is just a in ring worker. If that makes sense, sure, yeah, that makes so total I think, sense. So I think that with 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 Cross, we have to establish that he can get over in WWE and their system with their style. It's more about the but presentation with Cross when it comes exactly. to exactly, yeah. So, and when it comes to that, it's like, where does he land? Because I could see him, you know, having feuds with guys like Adam Cole, Keith Lee, um, Dijak. In, on the main roster, you know, he could be a good foil. If he's, if he's heel, he could be a good foil to like a Roman Reigns. Uh, or if he's a face, you know, putting him with a guy like Sheamus. Like, th- those could be good things for Thatcher. Uh, Kevin Owens would be a good foil for him. Another guy, Samoa Joe, would be, a, you know, good with. So, there's a lot of possibilities with both of these guys. With Timothy Thatcher, it's more like I want to see him work in a ring against these guys. With Killer Cross, it's like I want to see what they do with terms in terms of his gimmick and how they present him. And then I think he could be visually interesting or like engaging with with certain people. So yeah, uh, yeah we know he can wrestle, but it what, yeah. What's the oh, thing, I'm not, what, I'm not what's the thing going to be when he gets there? Yeah, I'm just more excited about Timothy Thatcher in ring than I am about Killer yes, Cross. No, no dissing Killer Cross. It's yeah. Timothy Thatcher, right? So yeah, absolutely. Yes. Thank you very much, Jacob. Next up, Martin asks, uh, firstly, how much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? 42. Right. It's the answer to everything. Secondly, yeah. hello, fine sirs. And lastly, which NXT call-up – which, which NXT call-up have the WWE messed up the most? What I mean is, in NXT, the wrestler was super over and had killer matches, but on the main roster, no one cares anymore, and how can you fix the issue? Aleister Black. Uh, EC3. He has a fi- he had a five star match in NXT and nothing on main roster. 
Um, I, I would say Lars Sullivan, but Lars Sullivan screwed up Lars Sullivan. WWE right. did not screw up Lars Sullivan. Right. He did that to himself. Yeah. Um, it's it's hard because again, uh, um, you know the the what is he saying here? Who had great matches in NXT was super over and main roster, no one cares. I mean, you could throw Bobby Roode into that. You could throw Ember Moon into that. Um, I'm just going. To, I mean, there's a lot of people that came up in the early days of NXT that were over in NXT. You know, Tyler Breeze. He had to go back down there. Kalisto, Nikki Cross. God, Nikki Cross. I think people still care about her. She still gets a pretty damn good reaction. All right. uh, but who gives a crap when Kalisto comes out? That dude was tag champ of the Lucha Lucha Dragons, and we had everyone in the audience doing the Lucha Lucha thing. You know, um, here's here's another one that I think that people forget about. And I think that's that's more of the question here is like think about people that you may have forgotten about. Aiden English. Do you remember the reaction the Vaude Billens had when they came out um and won the tag championships? Yep. Like when they came out with uh with blue pants, like my God, they were over. On the main roster, Simon Gotch out doing videos on YouTube, Aiden English, terrible angle with Rusev, commentator for five seconds and gone brutal yeah that's a tough one to swallow simon got poor simon got he's he looks deflated over on mlw yeah there's something someone's going up with that boy yeah. um what other ones i mean ascension um you know yeah, i don't know how yeah, they were, i never really counted i don't know like they were. super over you know they were pretty over they were given a pretty good run in nxt yeah uh, and they were just destroyed on the main roster uh who else <laughs> um uh, Enzo I, and Cass I, were I super. Keep, I keep over. Um, yeah, they were. That was the, the hottest super. thing on Raw, man. Yeah. Uh, who else? I, I keep going back to Alistair. I can't get my head out of Alistair Black because we're just so people, bent out of shape about it. People are people care about him. They're still working on him. They're still giving him a chance. I don't. Yeah. I'm not. I don't think they're doing right by him, but they're giving him a chance. But the experiment and isn't they're over. making. Yeah, they're making. Yeah, the experiment isn't over. They're still. They, they're making him look strong. They're still trying to make things work. Um, I definitely felt. Skeptically optimistic after uh, Raw this last week, where they gave him the in-ring promo. Uh, you know, he—I mean, he won that feud with, with Murphy very clean. You know, like it's—they're—they're they're not good at doing the presentation of his entrance. They're still figuring out what he is. But I think that I think that with Alistair Black, they're definitely still trying hard. Yeah, they know they've got something big there. So I'm not giving up on Alistair Black at all yet. I'm talking about guys that like just were destroyed, like they were over. Uh, remember how how big Bobby Roode was, right? Oh. Dick Heel in a suit, glorious. Everyone singing along to his stuff. Now, <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura singing along to his song. Everything, and that's partly Shinsuke's fault too for just not uh, not having great matches. But uh, but well, man, they, no they screwed up his him. entrance by putting rap lyrics on top. And of also, it. Sami Zayn. I mean, like, yeah, he's getting oh, tons yeah. of TV time. But like, think about how much people cared about Sami Zayn and NXT. Think about how much they cared about him. How invested we were in him. Like, just he was the heart and soul for a while there. Now, he's Che Guevara, uh, running a, a heel stable that can't win over on SmackDown. <laughs> right. And and like hated. Like what? How did we get here? If you showed me Sami Zayn now, if you showed him now to me five years ago, I'd be horrified. Like what? What? Four years ago? Oh my God! What have they done? What is this? So, yeah, and I, that's just off the top of my head, Nick. Like you said, 
You know, I try to I try to get these questions cold. That's all the top of my head. I'm sure if we research, we could find more. But oh yeah, them. Oh man, that's bad. Who are the? Uh, a- well, they're back in an angle now. But I was I, three months ago. I would have said a- AOP. AOP's fine. Heavy machine. Yeah, a-, a while back they would, but they were injured. So I think that was you know that's fine. Yeah. Um, Lacey's fine. Heavy machinery's fine. Like a lot Oscar's of the call-ups. Fine. Like the, yeah. A lot of a lot. Uh, Kyrie, I'm worried about, but she's at least she's doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. She'll be fine. You know, yeah. So there's a lot that like we were worried about for a while, but like in the context of this, like who's just a belly flop on the main roster? Um, a year ago, Aiden, I would have said Drew. Aiden English, I'd say, got to be my, one of my number ones. Yeah, Aiden true. English, EC3. Like Jesus, just ouch. I was I was really worried about Drew last year. Yeah, well, yeah, but now looking back, hindsight being 2020, I'm, I I see what they were trying to do. Yeah, you know. They had to wait for the right time, and they, and honestly, they had to get through the Seth experiment. Yeah, good point. So, good question, Martin. Thank you very much. Next up, our current BWO patron pickums champion, all hail the champ, Chris White. How are mm. you, sir? Uh, it's fair to say we all hate the WWE doing business with Saudi Arabia. Fair. That being yes. said, if the WWE were to release a statement saying that we can't afford the network without doing business with Saudi Arabia, <laughs> would we be okay with that? No. Oh, what the no. hell are you doing wrong that you can't afford your network? What sh- shenaniganry are you doing that you can't afford your network without Saudi Arabia money? No. Oh, no. That, that would actually co- create way more questions and way more problems if they said that. Ian, um, I, I, need, I need to interject here and pause. I think uh, the apocalypse might be starting. A zombie just left us a dollar in the tip jar. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you for coming back from the dead. I, and just please don't try to eat our brains. I'm, I'm not sure if that's some anonymous thing that the tip engine does or if that's uh, your actual name, but thank you, thank zombie. You. Zombie. Yeah. Brain, brain's uh, not good. Uh, is it? Brains are delicious. No, it's not okay. It, it, it wouldn't be okay. They're a multi-billion dollar company. A little bit less now after the last week, but it's... There is, they there got is money. Nothing, there is nothing that they could do to make them taking Saudi Arabia money okay no. when it comes to saying that they, they need that money for other things. You don't need that money. No. You are a business, and therefore you go after whatever money that you can go for, and fine, you're a business. I get it. Uh, you're just showing us that you have no moral bounds to what money and whose money you take. That's all it is. There is no financial explanation they could give as far as operating costs that would explain this. Right. Um, it, it's other other than we need this because we're a business and we're voracious and capitalistic and eat up all the money that we can. That's the only explanation. Literally the only explanation. Nothing else would explain it. Yeah. Period. Thank you very much, champ. Great question. Absolutely not would be my answer. <laughs> would I be okay? No. Not be, In not okay. no way, shape, or form am I ever going to be okay with uh, taking blood money. Yep. Period. Uh, next up, Josh. If you could restart one promotion, what would it be? ECW, WCW, or Lucha Underground? Why and who would you want to recruit? Oh, my God. Um, see, my fr- Okay. I would have my- said NWA. Right. I will. Here, I would have immediately. My first reaction here was ECW, but I, I, it's not like a restart. Like all of a sudden, it's the '90s again, and Paul Heyman's running it, and you know, it's all of those crazy sons of bitches doing all that crazy crap they were doing back then. You know, a, ECW did get restarted. 
by WWE, and it sucked. Like, you know, there's no way you're ever, it's like the Attitude Era, you're never going to be able to recapture what ECW was back then. You're not. Nope. Times have changed. Times times have changed. You could restart WCW, but one of the reasons WCW fell apart was because of the people that were working there. And there was a lot of good stuff about WCW, but it's not, if you restart it now, it's just going to be WCW in name, and it's just another wrestling promotion. Trying right? to grasp a, at you know nostalgia. Is, in is some ways, want. AEW is kind of WCW, only it's you know it doesn't have the same operating mentality or politics backstage. Right. So it's it, it is you know its own unique thing. But in some ways, if you were to say, "Oh, I'm going to restart WCW," well, you kind of have the closest thing you're going to get to it. You have a lot of old WCW guys in AEW, so that's the closest thing you can get to having WCW re- reboot restart. Um, so if, I'm if, actually going to go with, go ahead. You're I'm, actually I'm just, go I'm, I was saying, I was going to go with Lucha Underground. I was going to say Lucha Underground as well, because it, uh, with an asterisk, if you could convince El Rey to sell the rights to it outright. Yeah. And, 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 and that's, it, there's it, a lot have, of caveats, have, a, have an independent okay. production, put it together. Yeah. All of that. And stuff. you, and if you could get everyone back on their contracts, create a different working environment where it's not like coming in and film for three weeks and then you don't have to do anything for the rest of the year. And whatever happens, happens. Like, there's a lot of things that would have to change about how Lucha Underground was run for it to come back and continue and be viable. But, dude, they left in the middle of a a cliffhanger with that show. They had a lot of elements going that were really cool. And that that is still one of my favorite wrestling programs of the last 20 years, is Lucha Underground. And it was only four seasons. And I would say that uh, season, season two is probably the best wrestling show I've watched in the last 10 years and parts of season one and season three as well. Um, absolutely amazing, amazing, amazing show. And we have so many huge stars now because of that show that came out during that show because of that. And like the amazing wrestling matches, that show is massively underrated. And if you could restart that with the people that are, were in it, you know, you had people like Ricochet, Pentagon, Brian Cage, uh, Daga, Luchasaurus, all the uh, Jake Hager for a brief time, like all Phoenix, all the people that came out of that show. You even had at one point you had Io Shirai, Kyrie Sane, and Momo Watanabe on that show. Like, it's insane to me the amount of talent that came through that show. And I, that's that's an abbreviated list, by the way, of people that were on that show. I didn't, I didn't even know like the Mac, right? Eva Lise, uh, Eva Lise, Son of Havoc, uh, and, and Helico. Marty the Moth. Oh God, Marty, I Marty the Moth. I hang out Man, with Marty. Marty. Uh, shout out to Marty in case you're listening, by the way. But yeah, dude, uh, I hang out with him on his Twitch channel every now and then when I get a chance, and he, just a lot of fun, man. But the amount of talent that came through that show, bring the I don't recruit that talent back, give it a better working environment, have a more like consistent, like give them money, give them some freaking money. Rey Mysterio came through that show and was like the savior of that show for a while. Like yep. it, uh, uh, Jeff Cobb. Like it's crazy, uh, so yeah. I think I think looking at it realistically, if I were to restart anything, ECW will never be what it was, but Lucha Underground could be. Yep. Um, obviously, you know, not realistically. Like it would be a long shot, and everyone else is in contracts now. Fine, but you know, that's the one I think could most be something that continues from where it left off. You know what I was just thinking about? I wouldn't even be mad if they took it to Mexico and made it like a fantasy wrestling show down there. And recruited a lot of AAA CMLL. Dude, they're filming it. They're filming it in Boyle Heights 
with a yeah. with like half their talent from AAA. It was pretty, pretty close. much all the way. It was pretty there. It was always there, dude. It was pretty much there. Like full <laughs> on like Spanish commentary, you know, it's just all of this stuff, right? Yeah. I, I would well, love to see something like I would love to see a Mexican luchador promotion in the United States. Vampiro like, speaks Spanish, so you could do it. You right. Know? Right. I speak enough. I mean, I could fill in for uh, for Striker. You know, just... Lies and shenanigans. No. Yo, Ablo. <laughs> oh, God. Don't I'm do just, that anymore. I'm just kidding. No, stop it. Stop it. Thank you very much, Josh. Great question. Uh, next up, Patrick. If guys had complete control of all the women's... Wait, if you guys... Did he mean you yeah, guys? If, yeah, if you guys. If you guys had complete control of all the women's rosters in WWE and could move anyone around, uh, how would you change the rosters to make them all a little more balanced? I feel like I've said this. Oh, okay. Well, let's say it again. Uh, I think the mistake was uh, taking Becky and Charlotte both to Raw in the draft. Okay, so would you, you put Charlotte you, in SmackDown? Uh, probably. She's I, wouldn't I feel she, wouldn't like, she I feel be like, too big of a fish in a small pond there? Uh, maybe, but I feel like she would be a big fish. Right now, there's no big fish on on your show on Fox on primetime Friday nights. You got Bailey. Yeah. So I think the big mistake Becky was inevitably going to Raw. Raw Women's Champion. It made a lot of sense. Charlotte. It was. It, I, it still confuses me why they put her on Raw as well. Uh, to some Vince thinks it's the bigger show or something, whatever. But I think having Charlotte over there and everybody kind of circling around that dragon, as we always say, uh, it would be a fantastic. That would even things out quite a bit. Lacey, I want to go Facey back. Evans versus Charlotte, fantastic. I I want to go. Well. <laughs> A lot of people pitching about the the fight the fight of the blonde Amazon woman there. Uh, fine, but uh, I I, I want to go back. I Bailey try to remember Carmella. I want to try to remember what we said when they did the draft, because I remember like what we were saying. Okay, well this is going to happen. That we were predicting stuff, and I want to say that I predicted that, that Sasha was going to go to Raw, and Charlotte was going to go to SmackDown, because that would have balanced it out more. And Sasha is on SmackDown not doing a damn thing right now, whether that's because of injury or whatever, but they needed someone else big on Raw. And it was Charlotte, and it's like, well, yeah, you've already done Charlotte and Becky to death, and which is great because we got Oscar Bailey, which I, I loved. That, well, yeah, and that probably might have been a big thing too. But uh, we've, we're getting Becky and Asuka out of it, which I love. I, I'm loving Becky and Asuka. It's my favorite oh, yeah. woman's uh, feud on the main roster, which is not hard to do, but... Um, it's been one of my favorite ones for the last like year, like since Ronda Becky. Uh, this is my favorite one. Um, but aside from that, like part of the problem is is how they've been utilizing the women on these rosters. It's not just who's where. It's that now now Carmella is a contender and came out of nowhere. We haven't done anything with Carmella in how long? Um, Nay, you know, Natalia over on Raw is kind of she's also the Swiss Army knife woman where she just shows up randomly and does things and then leaves, which is great, but you know, you've got to have more consistency with how you present characters. Yeah. For example, and I hate to do this again because it seems repetitive, but look at NXT. You know, you, do you have some Swiss Army women down there? Yes, but they're portrayed consistently enough that we care about them, whereas Natty, is, we never know if we're, if we're face Natty or heel Natty or what kind of Natty we have. Um. You know, who do we have in this match? We don't know. It's hard to care, and we don't know what to expect from them. Yep. Um, and I think that one thing that they need to do at this point, I hate to say it, is bring up some talent from NXT and fill out SmackDown. I think Raw will be fine. Um, 
again, Shayna Baszler is coming to Raw on Monday. And uh, I'm saying it like it's fact now, by the way, because to me it's fact. Yeah. Um, so you're going to have even more talent show up on Raw. It looks like Charlotte's going to dip down and have a feud in NXT. So that's going to take her off Raw. So Raw, Raw I think, is still going to be fine. But there's still the problem of SmackDown. And SmackDown right now is, frankly, because of their booking, kind of a wasteland. Flounder. Like you've got, you've got Naomi, you have Alexa Bliss. Um, those are the big people that connect with, people connect with. Um, people aren't really connecting with Bailey that much outside of her hometown. Sasha's barely on TV enough to, to connect with her. They were doing well with Lacey, and then she vanished. Um, so this week was actually, I think, for me at least, uh, very disheartening with the with the SmackDown Women's Division, and I would say they need to inject it with some more talent if they can't figure out what they can do with the women that they have there. Yeah, you know, and I don't know if shuffling around is going to help that. You know what I mean? Like, who who would you shuffle besides Charlotte? Leave Charlotte off the off the table. She's down in NXT with people that are on Raw, people that are on SmackDown. Who would you flip? Like, if, if we're not talking about bringing up NXT talent, who would you flip from show to show? Like, trade Sasha Banks for. Kyrie Sane or whatever. Like who would you who would you do? I think you're right on with infusing some new talent. I'm saying you don't get to do that. You get oh. to just flip talent flip talent from Raw to SmackDown. Like trade, like a trade. Would are there any woman you would trade from Raw to SmackDown just to infuse SmackDown with a little bit more excitement? Or are they just screwed on SmackDown? <laughs> I'm struggling. I'm struggling yeah. to think of anybody that I would send down there. Yeah, this is, and this is this is why I think this is a good question, Patrick. Thank you. Is that it's yeah, it, it highlight. I mean, we didn't even mention Mandy it, Rose and Sonya Deville, who are down there as right, well. That they won't give right. an opportunity to either one of them. They're they're, ba- well, they're effectively Mandy's jobbers. A, Mandy's in a romance angle. So uh, fine. Let's see if it actually That's goes TV. anywhere. Two, she's a she's a damn bodybuilder. Put her out there and let her fight. Let her get Liv some Morgan, wins. Liv Morgan's on Raw and looks like she's going to get into a feud with Ruby Riot on Raw. So one more thing going on Raw that's like a better feud than anything in the women's division on SmackDown. You could have brought Ruby back to SmackDown. Yep, it would have that would have been a good one. Have both been of them have live, her and, come out live face and Ruby and both could come Bailey, to SmackDown. You know, you could have had the Liv Ruby thing on SmackDown or any kind of you know Ruby comes back as a face and she and Liv team back up or whatever. There could all kinds of dynamics you could have done, but they came back to Raw. And like, I, I, obviously, we don't know what the feud's going to be yet. If Lana's going to be involved, then we're all going to want to kill ourselves. Or if it's just going to be Ruby and and Liv, which I'd prefer. I don't know about you, but you know that could, you could have had that feud on SmackDown. Yeah, I don't think SmackDown would have would have you know handled it as well because they don't seem to be able to handle that stuff well right now. But right there, there's a couple you could have flipped over. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, yeah good question, Patrick. You love that one. Thank you very much, Patrick. Uh, next up, but yeah, it's it's it highlights it highlights the problem, you know. Yeah. And, and I equate it a lot to what's going on in AEW. You have a lot of people that either people aren't familiar with or don't believe in mm-hmm. that you're trying to tell us are contenders, right? And it's that's kind of the same same symptom. We don't believe it. We don't believe that they're. We know Naomi's a contender. We know Carmella is not a contender. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Even Dana Brooke on an off chance in a fatal four way. No, that's potentially that's getting you. a thing. That's just you. All right. No. Okay. That's just you. Thanks, Patrick. Next up, Will. Uh, I always enjoy a big intercontinental U.S. ladder match uh, to open up WrestleMania. Who would you fantasy yeah. book to be in a U.S. title ladder match for Mania? 
especially since guys like Andrade, Ray, Umberto, and Garza are floating around the picture. I mean, oh, oh you yes, please. That, there you, Put it in right. my eye holes just like that. Like, you want to do like a full-on, like, get all the luchadors in your company, sweep them up into one barrel, and have a cruiserweight championship match to open the whole show, ladder match. Just have like, yeah, like a cruiserweight ladder battle royale. I want Lindsay and Metalik in there, too. I want Leo Rush in there. Like, oh. just all kinds of, of just insane cruiserweights flying all over the place in a ladder match. Like, no, absolutely. Andrade, Ray, Umberto, Angel, uh, the Lucha House Party, and then throw in a couple of other cruiserweights who can really just, you know, do crazy crap like Leo Rush. Um, and done. Done, done, done. That's my match of the night. <laughs> You've got uh, put, put Mustafa Ali in, in there. Cedric Alexander, make him p- part of it too. Like, har- yes. How many? All the little guys. I'm the thinking cor- the other cor- way cor- around too. How about cor- the big boys? What big about Big boys them? doing big stuff. Uh, what if we had like a 300 plus only match? Like, I'm trying to think of who we would ha- who we had. Like, if you had a Braun Strowman, Otis Dozovich. Uh, how many? I don't think Otis is even over three, is he? Yeah, he is. Three, is he? 330, I think he is. He's, is, he, that, he's that's that's got to be worked. That can't be his shoot weight. Yes, he's Google, like 280. Google machine, Otis Dozovich. He's not that. He's not that tall. Uh, I mean, Tucker might. Tucker might be. Tucker's a big boy. Oh, let's see. 330 pounds is what he's billed at. That's what he's billed at. Yeah. That's what he's billed at. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, but again, like, fine. If we go by build weight, sure. Otis, Braun, uh, Keith Lee, Dijak. Although, is Dijak? Dijak's three plus, isn't he? Nah, I think he's 275, six, 285. He's a big boy, but. He's a big boy. I think he's he's got defensive end stats. Have him, have him, have him put on some pounds to be in the max. Right. Have that be his story. He's like, I want to be in that match. Like, You're not big enough, Dijak. He's what? Look at me. I'm six seven. We're going to have the <laughs> offensive lineman ladder match. Right. <laughs> 300 gonna, plus he's gonna, only. He's going to go put on weight to get in the match. Right. He's going to make weight. <laughs> Dijak has to make weight. To be in the match. Oh, all right, I all right. I'll that. make it fair. Two seventy-five plus. All right, two seventy-five yeah. plus. Two eight, two eighty and above. I just, I just big I think boys Samoa doing Joe big could spots. Be that. Yeah, Samoa could, Joe could be in at that. Joe's two ninety, I think. Yeah. yeah, I dude, I would be so down for that match, too. Like just the Haas match. Hell yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Haas ladder match. Oh Done. man, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, but I think having the Luchadors doing crazy fly around stuff. Either all way, over the place. All, all big boys. All little boys. Either way, that's mm. both. Give of me that ladder good. match. Give me that ladder match. You got Yummy. Braun. You got Braun with the Intercontinental Title right now. Maybe you can put it on the line in a Haas ladder match. <laughs> there go the nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Will. Next up, Bill. Billy. Bill. Whichever one you prefer. Oh, Billy. Oh, Billy. Good afternoon, oh, friends. Good afternoon, Bill. With, with the return of Edge, I got to thinking about his theme song. Uh, mm. It's very inspirational and uplifting. Didn't yep. quite fit when he was the top heel, but it works perfectly today. What wrestlers, any company, have the perfect theme song for their character today? The Fiend and Rhea Ripley come to mind. C- uh, Cody. Cody, yeah. Cody Rhodes, Will Ospreay, uh, Alistair Black, off the top of my head. Um, the lyrics literally reflect who they are what they are um i mean i'm just thinking of like lyrics lyrics wise 
and not everyone has lyrics in their songs. You could throw Nakamura in there. I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I remember reading once, I think you said it here on the show too, the translation of what the his lyrics were. When he was champion, okay, I'm going to get controversial. Oh. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and that's, that's the thing. is That actually reminded me of something. When he was champ and when they were pushing him as like the top dude, Jinder Mahal, like lest we all forget, his entrance song that they made for him was a banger. And if you translate it, it's badass. Like that's a badass theme song. So when he was like, you know, the conquering bad guy with that theme song, it actually really worked. Mm. Actually, it was very appropriate. Like, yeah, I know, gender, champ. I know, I know, I know. But go listen to that song in the context of like a dominant heel. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty damn good. Especially yeah. on the other side of the world, India specifically, it, he came across as a very big face. And it kind of with that the, song. Yeah, listen the same to that context. Song. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Exactly. He said, also, everyone should check out Umberto and Angel Garza's Uncle Hector, a true legend, especially his work in pioneering the TNA X Division. I know TNA sucks, but the X Division is possible for many. I, I don't think TNA sucked. Um, I know, t but the X Division is possible for many oh. of our current favorites and stars. Great day, everyone, and thanks for all for being awesome. Thank you, Bill. Yo, in the, in the chat, Marshall, AJ's TNA theme, I am. Oh. Totally. Oh, dude. nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Totally. Forgot about that one. That's very true. Um, yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, Uncle Hector. You have any memories of Uncle, Uncle Hector, Hector in the X Division? Yeah, dude. He's, no, he was badass. I but, mostly and, and, remember. I don't, did he just say TNA sucks? TNA didn't suck. TNA, TNA I mean, didn't suck? It, yes, it did, kind of. Sometimes. Okay, But fine. sometimes, like you said, also sometimes it was freaking brilliant. Yeah. Like, I was actually, I was just re-watching Kurt Angle's debut with uh, when he debuted in TNA with Styles, and he comes out the feud with Styles. Uh, no, he, no, the feud with Joe. Oh, that's he right. Comes oh, out, I forgot about that one. He headbutts <gasps> Joe and hardways him. The first thing he does is is get in the ring with Joe. I remember now, and it's and it was insane. But uh, sorry, we're talking about Hector Garza and the X Division. <laughs> the, the X Division. That's the thing is the X Division was. I think. Maybe I'm go maybe I'm go I'm going crazy here, but I felt like it was kind of the spiritual successor to the WCW Cruiserweight division, where you had guys doing crazy shit. And they got really creative with the X Division with some of like the the crazy like scaffold matches and stuff. Yeah. Um and the cage matches and whatnot. Like there was a, a little, bunch little of CZW just CZW inspiration insane, in there. Insane stuff, yeah, that they were doing. And um and yeah, Hector Garza was a he was a he was a big part of that. Um so good call Billy. Like that's well worth going and like researching, googling. Maybe I'll maybe I'll, do, I'll put some of those up in the group. Where's uh, where do you watch matches. old TNA stuff now? You know, uh, I know that they put a like Impact has a lot of it up on their YouTube page. Um, there, I forget if the full history of TNA is up on Fight TV right now. I'll have to go on and check. It's been a while since I went and looked at that, but I remember uh, a while back we were saying that they uploaded a lot of their old stuff. And I forget if it's on Fight TV or where they have it. Anyone in the chat, if you know off the top of your head, maybe I'll just Google it real quick. We don't have to. We don't have to solve that problem right now. But I mean, I just I'm curious. Like, if we wanted to go, like, we could go find matches or specific things that happened, uh, entrances, etc. That that happened on YouTube. But I, I would love to go back and watch through. Uh, Marshall says Impact Plus. Impact. I literally just found it. Yeah, Impact Plus has it all. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Cool. And I know they do a lot of throwback stuff on Twitch every now and then, too. 
Yeah. So that's another place you can catch it. But, I mean, that's ad hoc. You, you have to be lucky. Oh, thank you very much, Bill. That's a good one. Uh, thank you for reminding me of the X Division, too, man. I hadn't, hadn't talked about that in a while. Apparently, it's on Hulu, too. I know. Hmm. Is it really? That's what it says. Huh. Uh, I've been watching you, on a fight. What do I know? Yep. Next up, Abraham. Abraham says, what's up, guys? What's up? What's up, man? Uh, that's what's all. Up? That was my question this week. Thanks. Oh. Uh, you're welcome. What's, uh, what's up? Um, okay, well, look at your feet. Look at the floor. It's the opposite of that. So whatever the opposite of, of, of the floor is, that's up. There's a fan, and I've got a vent and some lights, some nice recessed lighting here in the studio. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What's Thanks, up? Uh, up? Up is a Pixar movie that has probably the most devastating opening of any children's movie I've ever seen. I've uh, that's what's up. I can never watch that again. I can no. I, I I will watch up, but I gotta skip the first twenty minutes. Like you can't do that to me. No. That opening bit just absolutely mur- like I'll watch Finding Nemo, man. I'll eat popcorn while his his mom gets eaten by a damn barracuda or whatever it was. But like you give me the opening of up and I'm done. I'm like yeah. nope. There is no movie that can follow this. Screw this kid. Screw this dog. F this movie. I'm out. Yep. I'm done. <laughs> what, are, what are you? F you, Pixar. Yeah. Did Whittle Ian man cry? Oh, no. no, Not man. I'll ugly cry. Like, ugly cry. Just, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why? <laughs> what is this movie? This What's is a kid's you? movie? Uh, you guys got to be crazy. <laughs> There's more <laughs> after this. <laughs> like snot everywhere. <laughs> like I'm like Spider-Man, only it's coming out of my nose. You know. <laughs> that's gonna make me ugly cry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what's up. Uh, thank you very much, Abraham. Next up, Esme. Good old Esme. Hey, fellas, yeah. Double or Nothing is coming around again. So Do you is. see Lance? Archer making an appearance there. Strong possibility. I wish I, I want to go, but I'm going to be in Ireland at that time. So unfortunately, I will not be able to make it. What is nothing. the date? I haven't oh. heard this. Speci- I've been out, Ma- out of touch May a little this week. 20, May 20, May 20, Memorial Day 20, again. 20, yeah. The Saturday. That weekend. The, yeah. Good luck getting a, a hotel room in Vegas on Memorial Day. <sighs> yeah. What are they doing? For, for five, less than $500 a night. Yeah. May 23rd. God. All right. Yeah. That will be brutal. So I'm actually might be lucky that I'm in Ireland watching Sid Linning or however you pronounce it. Ireland listeners, help me. How do you pronounce that so I don't look like an idiot when I come over to your beautiful country and watch <laughs> some of your Irish wrestling? Sid, Sid Linning. Sid I don't know. Okay. Thank you, Esme. Uh, yes, like I really ends. hope so. Do we see Lance Archer? I hope so. Yes. I don't. I'm not 100. percent Like more has to happen, but yeah. that is a. It's a very strong possibility. Right now, he's still running around doing new beginnings. So yes, I, he is. Well, he's in contract negotiations. Well, sure, so. sure. But you know, he had a. He might have had the. He might have been the breakout star of the year in New Japan in 2019, coming off that G1 thing. I'm trying to think. I mean, Moxley absolutely. I was going to say, and had but Moxley was already performance, a certain level. Yeah. But he was already there. Yeah, like, he, Archer, he came in hot. That first match of the the warm up in Dallas with with Will Osprey. Osprey. If Good you take if you God. take a dude who was at a certain level before this, and he was a tag team guy, you know, with Davy Jones, uh, Davy Jones. Har, <laughs> <laughs> we be we be sending him down to Davy Jones' locker. Uh, yeah. Well, um, with, with, with Bulldog's kid, 
Um, <laughs> if you, <laughs> Davey uh, Smith, Davey Boy Smith, Davey Boy Junior, David Jones. <laughs> That's Moxley right now. Right, with, exactly. With his eye, with his eye patch. Arr. Moxley Jones. That's One right. of my favorite voices to do. Sailing the is a pirate. Of Mox. Oh, is it? Do it be that now? It is, right. yes. All right. uh, you could, uh, we couldn't tell our poor listeners right now. <laughs> um, yeah, so he was in a tag team with David, David Boy Smith Jr. And, uh, and they were awesome, the Killer Elite Squad. They were a great tag team. But then Davey went off and did other things and left Lance all alone. And you talk about a guy that was at a certain level. He'd been tag team champ before, like obviously had some love from the brass in, in, in New Japan, but was breaking off on his own and had the opportunity to be a big deal, was in the G1, was allowed to be in the G1, and took that opportunity, took that ball, and ran all the way to the house. That'd be Lance Archer. Like, when you say, in terms of, like, breakout star, a guy who elevated himself from being at a certain level to, percentage-wise, a higher level, I have a hard time thinking of anyone who elevated their position further, faster than Lance Archer. Totally agree. Um, To the point now where, yeah, he could look at a place like AEW, and they're now looking at him and going, let's pay that man some money. Hell yes. We need some more big dudes. Let's get a big, let's get like a big, big dude who can go and do a Spanish fly off the top rope if we ask him to. Terrifying. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Could we see him at Double or Nothing? Absolutely. We could see him before that. Yeah. Um, would that be might, an, awesome, an awesome debut, though, for Lance Archer? Yeah, that'd be an awesome debut. Yeah. Yeah, um, big time. So, yeah. Good question. Oh, God. And you got me excited now, Esme. I know. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, Marshall. Marshall. Thank you very much, Marshall. If we can step into Merch Corner for a minute. Mer- Marshall, yes. in case you don't know, is a big-time collector. Has all of huh. the, the Funkos, the figures, the T-shirts, all of that stuff. So I guess, I'm guessing that's where we're going to go here. Okay. Um, what is your process when buying a wrestling shirt? Is it always your favorite wrestler, or do sometimes you go for the design? Thanks all for the great recaps. Sir, thank you. Uh, you want to go first in this, Nick? Because I have a feeling we're going to have very different... You are currently wearing mm-hmm. a wrestling shirt. Uh, Monster, I've had it for a couple of years Monster. now, whenever they yeah. debuted the Monster Among Us shirt. Yeah. I have, I've got I, a Braun I have, figure and a Braun thing back there, and yeah, I like, I I like Braun. A, I have a Marty Skrull shirt behind me. But I'm currently wearing a Don Julio shirt, so I guess. Right. <laughs> you normally have, so you have a lot of shirt. You have more shirts than I do. You've got your dust, your tank tops. You got your dusty sucks eggs. You well, got your Pentagon. You know. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, well, why don't you go about your process first, and I'll explain my process because I have a feeling they're very different. It's a combination of the two. Like if I if I love a superstar, I'm going to look at their merch, and if I see a shirt that they've got that I like, I'll get it. So I I've, I love. I, it was love at first sight for this one specifically, and then the one that I got from Ricochet at PWG that night was, I mostly uh, I felt guilty about asking him to do a promo while I smelled like beer vomit, and <laughs> so I wanted to hand him twenty bucks for a T-shirt. It just so turns out that it's a really cool T-shirt that says the the old King Ricochet. Yeah. Um, uh, his his old brand on it. So that was kind of why I've got the Marty Skrull shirt too. Um, yeah. Cause I was never like a dude that wanted to go to a show wearing a bullet club shirt. Cause like everyone was doing that. And, and, and I was, I would have felt bad, but at the same time, you know, I'm having a conversation with Marty Skrull. He's sitting in front of all of his merch. And I, I felt bad, like just talking to the dude and not supporting him. So yep. I actually got the Marty Skrull shirt here because 
I felt bad. I wanted to support Marty and, and give him some money for the shirt. I feel bad go. that I didn't – the night that I got the uh, – here's a fun story for you. We were at the Globe, uh, PWG. I think it was three yeah, minutes. Yeah. Uh, no, Keith Lee was there when we got no, the Keith it was Lee. When it was when he was champ? I think he was defending yeah, it was, against Oh, no, it was, the night, it was the night he became champ was, was what it was. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's, when yeah, he, yeah. It's, when he be, it's when he beat um, – uh, oh, oh, damn it. Um, was it the Walter match? that He was defending no. against Walter. No, it was. Oh, God damn it. Anyway, uh, Keith Lee is down there uh, in PWG before the match, uh, and Ian and I would go down and see the wrestlers. Chucky e. T. Chucky e. T. Chuck Why e. T. am I? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He beat Chucky e. T for it. Chucky e. T beat Ricochet, and then Keith Lee beat Chucky. E. Okay. There we go. Thank you. Um, Keith Lee was standing down there, and I asked him to do a bumper for us. I didn't hit record. Good job, buddy. I don't you're know the, how you're many, the tech guy, too. How you're many hundreds of podcast episodes I've done, even to that point in 2017, 18, whenever the 18, whenever that was. Um, and I, I've never had a situation where I didn't hit record. And I think it was because we were using the iPhone recorder, right. voice recorder thing. I thought it was recording and it wasn't. So I had to ask him to do it again. Mm. And he just, like, nothing. You guys have heard it, right? Yeah. Um a bunch of times on the show here. But that was the second take because I didn't hit record. And I was so frazzled and frustrated and mad at myself and I felt so guilty that I just ran away as quick as I could and said, Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And I regret it every day that I didn't turn around and buy a shirt or two from that dude. Because look uh-huh. where he is now. Uh I just I I didn't even I feel so horrible that I didn't and, and especially now that all the stories like are coming out and we you guys have seen those vignettes. On, on NXT about tough times. Yeah, he could have used the stuff. damn money, Nick. I was like, oh, God, I feel like a, such a dirtbag. He didn't so, eat that night because you didn't buy a shirt. Way to go, dude. Uh... <laughs> 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 oh, man. <laughs> it just it tears no, but aside, into my heart. Aside from that, so so aside from like, yeah, like live show guilt, What when you're just sitting at home. It's, it's and, somebody I like first, and then I right. got to like their shirt second. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I. It's funny because I. I'm. I get like weird, obsessively collectory about certain things. Where I've got like, you know, I have like a, a a nasty vinyl habit, and I've got like a whole bunch of shelf of, of comic books and and I've just a ton of books everywhere. Like you know, there's certain things that I like go crazy about collecting. Right. Um, wrestling memorabilia isn't one of them for some reason, and like I'm very very picky and specific about the stuff that I get. Um. You know, and and one of those things is shirts, and I very rarely get uh, shirts just because I feel like it. Like unless I'm motivated, like like we were saying, out of guilt at a live show or like wanting to support that wrestler personally or whatever. Like right. I, you know, there was a time, and those of you who listen to the podcast consistently for a while know that this is something that Steve of Steven Larson from Going and Raw used to make fun of me for. There was a time when WWE had an online store called the Shop Zone. Where I used to get like a, t- I had a ton of wrestling shirts. I had a Kurt Angle shirt, a Triple H, awesome like uh, hockey tee. Like there was all kinds of uh, sh- shirts that I had. And then I just hit a point where like, yeah, I'm good. And, and I don't really do it anymore. Um, I don't really get shirts, but I do get custom shirts. Like the the uh, Dusty Sucks Egg shirt is a custom made shirt. The Pentagon shirt I have is a custom made shirt. Um, 
I like having shirts that, you know, I did. I they made, mean something to you. They mean something to me. Right, exactly. So it's very rare that I, because I, I, also there's very rare that I see a shirt design that I like. Yeah. Um, very rare. So usually like it's a design that I've put together or I've seen somewhere. The I have a Keith Lee tank top. Um, it's the one that I've, I think I've worn on the show a couple times. So you may have seen it. Uh, but it's the King of Saiyans one. Oh, yeah. Where it's a Keith Lee Pro Wrestling King of Saiyans. And that was one that um, he actually, he was selling out of his online store. And it didn't actually exist anymore. So I actually had to find the graphic for it and put it back together because it no longer existed. Huh. But it is a shirt that once upon a time existed, but it just didn't anymore. So, yeah. But that's, but that's how I do wrestling shirts now is unless it's in person and the money's going straight to the wrestler uh, or it's a present for somebody else. You know what I mean? Like your lovely Nia Jax t-shirt behind you now. Um, oh, yeah. You guys can see uh, yeah. move that out of the way. Yeah, look at this. Yeah. Um, uh, for Christmas... I gave uh, I gave JB a a Charlotte Flair T-shirt that was really awesome. Actually, looks nice. really good. Um, she's as we all know, she's an enormous Charlotte Mark. Uh, but yeah, aside from that, like I pretty much don't, I don't really go on WWE that much, and I don't buy like wrestling shirts. I guess. Yeah, I lost my appetite for spending thirty to forty dollars on T-shirts <laughs> um, yeah, between bands and wrestlers. I. I, I, it feels like a bit much. I, I like where we're at on T Public, and if I can get the store up, Pro Wrestling Tees, it's about twenty bucks. Yeah. I, twenty bucks is is a digestible number for me to spend on a T shirt. That right. I all, all most of the time, all I wear is T shirts. Even when I'm working, a lot of the times I wear a fun geeky T shirt. Right. With a sport coat. Right. Right. Because it's just, yeah, a, it's you know, like California cheek, geek cheek a, kind I'm of a, stuff. Right. I'm a tank top guy myself. Right. Tank, tank top and a button up. <laughs> so, you know, I, I do love a good t shirt, but a lot of them, uh, I, I don't know, at 30 to $40, I, can't, Marshall, I just can't Marshall, swallow. What is, uh, what's, yeah, what's, because you're a collector, what is your, um, I'm, I'm curious, and this actually goes for all of our listeners. Like, what about a shirt gets you guys going? What do you hate about some of the merch shirts that are out there? Like, what do you want out of a shirt? What do you want out of a wrestling piece of merch? Like, not even a, if it doesn't have to be a T-shirt, like a piece of merch, whether it's Rusev Day socks or Alexa Bliss gloves or whatever, um, Tommaso Ciampa crutches. Like, what out of a piece of wrestling merch? What is it that you go towards? Like, if you if you want to collect it or if you want to have that or own it or wear it out, like, what what flips your wig? I guess what gets I, you going. I'd also I, love let's to have, hear. Let's, let's yeah, put let's put that in the Facebook discussion group because that's something I would love to see discussed. Are taking seat cushions home from pay per views, uh, big pay per views? Uh, does that encourage you to drop two to three hundred dollars on the ticket, knowing that you'll be able to take that thing home? Stuff like that. Wait a minute, Marshall's uh, in the chat right now. Actually, he says, oh. "I hate, I hate black shirts." Jesus, how do you, how do you shop wrestling sites? They're all black. Uh, if I see a shirt that isn't black, I go crazy. You go, oh, you go crazy as in you like have to get it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not you a should, lot of wrestling shirts are black. You should open up my two black. drawers of T-shirts. Ninety-three <laughs> percent of them are black. I was gonna say he'd hate my closet. It's just like I've actually had the hardest time. A little bit of insight, like weird, funny insight. And then we gotta sh- shut this down. Um, I have the hardest time on this show finding wardrobe because all I wear is black. <laughs> and on the, you're supposed to have like vibrant colors on these, uh, you know, because we're on YouTube now. They're oh, popping colors and all this stuff. And I see guys 
on all the other podcast uh, shows, whether it's Going Raw or What Culture or Cultaholic, and they've all got like fancy bright shirts on. And I'm like, how do you do that? Mm. I can't. I can't put myself in those. Like it's it's hard for me to wear any color that isn't black or red. The one that anyway. has my attention right now uh, is Rhea Ripley. And she's got a shirt that's written in like cannibal corpse letters that says brutality and her face. Yes. Look, uh, oh, oh, yeah, that's Keith my kind of shirt. The new Keith Lee shirt is not black. That's true. Also, the new Revival shirt, not black. It's bright yellow and it's actually pretty cool. Um, so they are they are working with some more colors right now. AJ Styles, a lot of blue shirts. Um, yeah, so they are out there. But my God, there's a lot of black shirts. There's a uh, there's one I've been thinking about getting. It's the Morrow shirt, the mom where it says Mamma Mia, and it's got him just <laughs> freaking out. <laughs> that one's really good. I'm looking for the Keith Lee one that I'm I'm just not seeing it though. Oh, Legion, Le- Le- Limited, Legion. Limitless Legion. Yeah, it's like a like a blue gray. That's, o- that's okay. Group. It's it's uh, it's kind of standard, Keith, but it's like eh eh eh. eh. I, I would like to have a plain old NXT one like the brand logo shirt, but it's I'm not giving him thirty dollars for it. That's that. See, that's where I have a problem. It has to be. I have to be at a show. Like I love going to smaller band shows or smaller venues, and they're there just hawking t-shirts for fifteen yeah. bucks. Right. Yep. Love that. Love that kind of stuff. And it's a moment. It's a memory. It's you know. Th- and I think one of the qualifiers for me. You guys see, I have all kinds of tchotchkes and shit back here. A lot of it is associated with memories or things that I. Uh, want to remember or moments in time like you can see i've got some overwatch uh funko pops over here yeah i see you've got some for wrestlers back there behind i know but i was for about a year or two years i was extremely into competitive overwatch like i played it constantly all day every day um for reasons we won't go into but the the, the, i look at that and i go oh yeah i remember that time when (laughs) xyz right right so that's what's is there a time that I can remember? Is there a memory that I can associate with a piece sure. of merch in some way or another? I mean, I've got a whole, like right behind me here, I've got my tiki, tiki mug collection, like two shelves stocked full of tiki mugs, and all, I know where each one came from. Yeah. You know? so That's the yeah. important thing for me is the memory. Agreed, the memory. Yeah, um, yeah. no, I'd, I'd be curious. And I'd also like to know, like, what's everyone's favorite piece of merch that they own? You know, yeah. maybe a question, a question back for you listeners. Like, put that, you know, put that in the Facebook discussion group. What is the favorite piece of merch that you own with pick, if possible? I know Austin that? and Justice are pretty fond of their BWO uh, tumbler cups because those are awesome, dude. They're like, fantastic. I look at those and I'm like, I would, I want one of those. Yeah, crap. If they made I'm, a Yeti, I'm, uh, you know, one of those really high end Yetis that you could that keep drinks cool for hours. Do they make? Do we make BWO like uh, coolers, like big full size, like? Coolers? Nah, I don't think no? I don't think T Public has those. Let's get on that. Let's go. Yeah, I'm gonna make we'll see that. if we can do it. All right. Well, guys, that's the show for today. Thank you very much for joining us right here on the Patron Mailbag yeah. series of Busted Wide Open. We love doing these, man. It it gives us a chance to just hang out with you guys and maybe not talk wrestling all the time, even though a lot of them are. And I would encourage you guys. You know, they don't always have to be wrestling questions. I love the merch question. It, it makes me think of, of things a whole different way. It's it's, it's related kind of, to wrestling. It's got to be at least tertiarily. Related to wrestling, somehow. I mean, you this know, isn't this isn't an AMA. Oh, okay, well, it's still a wrestling show. That's fine. But if you have questions that aren't related to wrestling, I'll, I'm open to them. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, as always, guys, bwopodcast.com. Find all the links for all the places to follow us. Make sure you're doing that. Subscribe to this YouTube channel, youtube.com/slash/busted wide open. Oh God, I can feel the race. 
We're going to be on the back nine of this race to 1,000 subscribers here very, very soon. Please tell your friends. Please get everybody to subscribe because we get there and a lot of fun things happen and a lot of monetization options open up for us to be able to take this show and make it even bigger. So it's very, very important to us, and thank you for all your support uh, mm. helping us get there. Uh, patrons. Coming, is- coming up next, episode 200, Nick. Can you believe that? What? Oh yeah. My God. Oh God. That just Tuesday didn't. show is episode 200. Holy smokes. So guys, uh, tell your friends, you know, be there for the, the 200th episode live stream Tuesday night we, at 8 PM. Are we doing anything special for it? Or is this going to be an uh, episode? I think I'm going to freak out the whole time. <laughs> Should we do a drunk episode? Uh, is that just like, I don't know. Like a, yeah, just like we're, we're drinking heavily. Just be silly. Uh, as long as you're not pouring, what do you guys fires. want us to do? What do you guys What do you guys want us to do for our 200th episode? How about that? We'll put it. We'll leave it in your guys' hands. If you're listening to us right now, let us know what you want to hear on our 200th episode, and uh, we'll go from there. But it is our next episode. I would. So, there you considering go. Considering this is live streamed, and I actually have like a, a job and a career that would be that would frown upon that. I'm not sure that's the best idea. <laughs> well, maybe I'll just do a trunk show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's going to be the booking episode. All right, That's going to be the Nick booking episode. You're going to be hammered. Let's take this home, Nick. Let's take this home. (laughs) Thank you guys very much. And a special shout-out to all of our patrons uh, for all of your support. You are the reason this entire show, uh, the Patron Mailbag Series, exists. Thank you for that. And if you guys want to get in on some of those exclusive rewards, patreon.com slash BWO. Sign up for one of those. You're going to want to be a part of it come WrestleMania. We'll be doing where Chris White, current BWO patron, Pickham's champion, will be defending his current title for the first time here mm. uh, at the beginning of April. Uh, I do have some things I want to talk to you guys about as well when it comes to Tampa in April, uh, but I will post those in the group and see if there is a an appetite for it uh, yes. after I talk to Sir Ian about it first. Indeed. <laughs> but my name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But by God, somebody stop the damn fact! This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.